0: I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days, too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I'm very excited to have my dear virtual friend janice case on the show today uh her and i met through the faster way and we've been virtually connected and we finally are now going to be talking face to face via zoom and we're going to talk about social media and maybe um, putting some step parenting into there um And in diving into the whole parenting world, I'm really excited about the conversation. Um, But before I bring Janice on, let's um, introduce you to her. So um, Janice is a lifelong educator who has supported thousands of children and teens and their parents as they navigate all of the phases of life's journey. Janice, a mom and a stepmom of six in a blended family, understands the complexities and challenges that parents and guardians face daily. She offers support in a wide range of areas, including supporting your teen at school, navigating social media with them, navigating your teens roller coaster emotions, and boundaries and accountability versus punishment. There's many more things that we could probably go into as well. And Janice is building her community, currently via social media platforms and is available to consult one-on-one as well to present at group sessions. So without further ado, welcome Janice Case to the podcast. Hello. Hello.
1: It's so good to be here. I'm so glad we finally do or or finally doing this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a been a minute trying to get um, connected, (laughs) but you know, life and kids that happens.
1: That's right. right. They get in the way all the time. I mean, they're wonderful. They're wonderful.
0: (laughs) That's right. Right. Um, so before we jump in, um, you've heard the show. So what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? I have been preparing for this
1: and I was ready to go. I was ready to go. And then I listened, I think it was your most recent episode, Heather. And you had the woman from Nat Geo with the new book on park services. And she stole my cookie because the snowball is probably my favorite cookie. Um, however, however, she, um, I had a backup and backup is a peanut butter cookie because I love all things peanut butter. Um, the snowball is special to me because um, it's actually my mother-in-law or n- now former mother-in-law because I'm divorced, but very good friend who uh, first made those. And so it wasn't until I was an adult that I had them and they're incredible. Um, but yeah, the peanut butter cookie is a close second.
0: I love a good peanut butter cookie. Do you do the faster ones, the gluten-free ones, or do you I mean, I've sometimes done them. I they're do, sometimes great. Sometimes I don't.
1: Yeah, they're, they're incredible, actually. Yeah, they're I love it. And wh- I, what I love, and I'm sure you do this too, I love making them that way and not telling my family. And then, you know, they <laughs> ooh and ah, they love them. And then I say, by the way, they don't have this, that, or the other. And they're like, what? So yeah, yeah. they're delicious.
0: Yeah, my kids go for them too. I, I love them so much. Yeah. Um, peanut butter and chocolate are my... Thing like Halloween, like they know, like the Reese's are that's the mom tax for me. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm gonna take them. (laughs) I love that.
1: Either I'm taking them or you hide them. One of those things better happen, right? I love that. That's great. And
0: the the best ones are like the holiday ones because of the chunkier ones, like the trees or the pumpkins or the whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bigger the shape, the bigger the, you know, the eggs for Easter, right? That's I cannot wait for Easter just because of those.
1: (laughs) Well, I actually, this was the first year for Halloween. We did full size candies. I decided finally like, okay, I really want to. And of course we had more trick-or-treaters than we've ever had before, but it was the full size Reese's that I was like, "Mm, I'm just going to slide one of those over here for me for later. You know, you gotta, you gotta reward yourself for handing out all the candy.
0: Absolutely. I, I stuck a bowl and I came home and I wonder, maybe someone could chat me. Um, I, I, I've always been courteous with the bull thing. Right. Because right. you just, right. What, I think it was this year and maybe last year I live on this like weird dead end, very steep hill. And I figured like most people probably stop at my house because no one wants to brave the hill past my yeah, house back absolutely. up. I mean, I don't even want to. So I was like, I'm going to just put it out. I came home cause I, I'm taking my kids out and there's no one here to give out candy. There's like a single piece of candy left in the bowl. Is that a sign that someone took everything and just like left one piece and was just like, nah, 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 nah. was that, Oh,
1: that's a tough one. I mean, it seems like it's a, it seems like it might be just because the whole one piece left. I mean, that's it's kind of, come a- on.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know. So I'm like, come on teenagers. But, um, Maybe it's not, but I didn't check the ring or like I have a ring oh, camera. Sure. I didn't That's check been it. the
1: best, right? It just worked yeah. out. That It'll way. just make me mad. I didn't
0: want to check the footage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, I think I saw something on TikTok that someone grabbed. The girl was grabbing the candy, but the camera shined the light. And so yeah. she stopped and then walked out. And then she came back and dumped it. And the truck with like with her parents. So she was, I don't know what, why you would do that but, uh, okay. And then the, the, the people like ran out and was like, excuse me, he oh put gosh. that back. And oh like, my gosh. He called it out. And the, and the dad is like cracking <laughs> up laughing like <laughs> as his wife's chasing after this child. And it's right, I love it. Oh so my funny. gosh. The kids, the things that kids do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, exactly. um, talking about TikTok. So we're going to talk about social media, which is its own beast in itself. Um, But before that, like, tell us a little bit more about why you're um, so, you know, well-versed in this.
1: Well, I mean, you know, my background kind of speaks to that, Heather. It's both kind of the personal and and, uh, professional combinations. And it was like a year ago um, that I was kind of reflecting on what I do outside of my day job, so to speak and how i serve the people around me because i it's i'm i'm very kind of committed to that idea that we all have this responsibility right to make the world a better place. And so the way i've done that in the last few years is through wellness, but about a year ago it kind of occurred to me that i have this unique expertise around how to support teens, kids in general but teens specifically. Um, And that, you know, that comes from, you know, being a school teacher and school principal for years. And so having an impact on thousands of kids and their families, you know, the number of times I've sat down with families to support them and thinking through how they're supporting their kiddos, etc. Coupled with being a mom myself um, and being a stepmom and, um, you know, kind of helping navigate all of that, blending a family, which in and of itself, it could be a whole separate podcast, right? How you blend a family Um, And so I just decided that I wanted to shift a little bit and focus on how I could support other parents because I'm in this unique position where I know a lot because I've had to do all those things, um, but when you're a parent, yes, there's a million books you could read, but the fact of the matter is, it's your first time, right? It's the first time raising that first kid, and then the middle kid, and then the youngest kid. It's the first time navigating all the different trials and and, and pathways that your kids go down, and, and yes, we were kids once, and we can reflect on that, but the fact of the matter is, our kids are growing up in a world that we didn't even know, right? We, had zero, we couldn't have even conceived of it, and so- yeah how we grew up isn't necessarily the only thing we should be using as a, as a way to inform how we think about parenting. So that's the yeah. the, the the gap I hope to fill. And I've been working on that for the last year. Or so just via my Instagram um, and my Facebook and in um, building a, a community and it's small and growing and I'm looking forward to growing it even more and then extending beyond simply posting content to, um, Doing some coaching, building a course eventually, um, you know, speaking at groups. Um, I've done a little bit of that, not a whole lot yet, but that's all the ways that I'm hoping that it'll grow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to speak to uh the world that we're living in compared to (laughs) what they are. So I mean, information is everywhere. And things I feel like move more quickly now with the kids than at least with us. And maybe it was just because like. I was always busy with sports and I was very, very sheltered. Like, I didn't even know that kids like drank in high school. Like that's how right. like head down in sports or, in school. I was And my mom even was like, well, that was on purpose. Like we kept you busy for a reason. And so I didn't know that people drank. So when I went to college, I was like, what's this game? They're like, what? Like, they're like, quarters?" <laughs> I'm like, huh? And they're like, Oh, I'm like, I, crazy so nowadays like you can like google like my kid he's my oldest just turned nine a couple days ago he is into youtube yeah oh yeah i'm like wait like youtube is like uh, i mean the internet in general it's like you never know and he wants to watch it and so i put all the parental controls and all the things but he and he really likes to watch it now granted he's watching things he's a I call him my brainiac. Like he likes to watch animal stuff, documentaries, things like that. Sure. But not everything you Google will match. So when I walk in, I'm like, what? Like one day he was watching, like, I think it was hamster escape and they go through the thing. <laughs> right. I'm, I mean, by the way, these videos have millions of views. It's crazy, oh, yeah. but um, I'm like, it's harmless. But it's like, I would never have thought to look at that. So I guess for me, it's how do you limit that without trying to like, I'm not going to say be cool, but like you want them to want to learn and be independent and want their own interests but how do you monitor that without being like helicopter and being yeah. like, I have to feel like I have to watch him all the time. Not that I don't trust him, but I don't trust what's on the TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that you caved it or, or c- captured it rather Heather in that way. It's not that I don't trust him. It's that I don't trust what he could access. Right. Um, because so often. Or the other people,
0: what they're labeling it as like exactly. Google stuff. And you're like, that has nothing to do with it.
1: And yet they're labeling it. I mean, I hate to say it. It's just like a new soundbite, right? We're going to put the title on it that's most likely to get you to click on it. That's the goal, right? So I think that, and and you know, I feel like as parents, we always walk that line of, I want to trust my kid. Um, but it, but it's almost like like with teens, I always say to parents, the mantra is trust but verify. And we'll get to that. But in terms of the question you just posed, I think, I think there's a couple of things at play. First off, you already modeled something really important for us. And that is that, There should be, especially with children, no such thing as them accessing any device. I don't care if it's your television or a phone or whatever without you having put the proper controls, right? All of the controls are there. You can control what they can go to. You can control how much time they spend. You can control all of those things. Yeah. And so that part now is the easy part. Five years ago, 10 years ago, that was the hard part. Now that's actually the easy part. And there's a lot, there's lots of websites for parents to go to if they need help setting all that stuff up. So if you haven't done that, that's step one. But step two gets to your point, which is really about, how you create a balance, right? How you create a balance because you want to encourage what they're doing to learn and grow, but discourage that they're constantly in front of a screen or constantly online or constantly what have you. And I would say that what's interesting about that balance of timepiece is that it's not unlike our parents when we were kids from the from the television perspective. Remember yeah. all the like all the news headlines Timers. when we were teenagers, right? About like there's too much time in front of the TVs. It's going to, you know. It's also brains.
0: because we had commercials, people. I'm we drunk. had commercial. We had to sit through them and watch All the commercials. Oh, <laughs> the poor TiVo
1: came. And I'm sure you
0: tell your kids the same thing.
1: You never had to dot, 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 right? So you don't have
0: to watch commercials. You get instant like episode exactly. of boom, boom, boom. Exactly. We had You're to welcome. wait till the next one yeah. came and exactly. binge watch. Two episodes. It took two hours for Saved by the exactly. Bell. <laughs> if we were lucky, right? If we were
1: lucky. So I really feel like that. You know, we can capture all that into just this general idea of like, when do you introduce? When do you let? And I feel like YouTube stands alone. Um, you know, you could call it a a, a social media platform, but really, I feel like it stands alone because it is quite different than an Instagram or a Twitter or a Snapchat or any of those things, right? And it is there is a lot educational there. So for me, I feel like YouTube is about putting the controls in place and then treating it like any other screen time issue and coming to some conclusions early on with your kiddos at an age, you know, age by age about how much time they can and can't spend on screens, period, whether they're on YouTube, whether they're watching a television, it doesn't matter. How much time do you get a day on a screen? And that really depends on um, you as a family, right? There's an argument to be made that if your kiddo's in school all day, um, and really what, you, what you're talking about is, let's call it a five-hour window between the time they get home and they go to bed. How much of that time do you want them sitting on their own in front of a screen versus engaged in something else,
0: right? Don't forget, uh, too, they're on screens at school now. Absolutely. It's not like they're not that's on exactly screens right. like we were not on screens. Yeah. They're on screens at, at school. So yeah,
1: that's you have exactly to put right.
0: that into consideration that, yes, they're learning, yeah. but they're still watching TV or they're watching right. my. So they're watching cartoons and things to teach them. Yeah. they so watching. Yeah,
1: Great. that's exactly right. So factoring all of that in, right? So for me, I feel like it's it's that time piece, but then it also is, you know, I, I feel like the bigger kind of concern that we get, that I get from parents is just how to navigate social media at all with their kids, right? Because there's so much pressure, I feel like right now, to give kids access younger and younger and younger and it it kind of is wrapped up in the keeping up with the Joneses idea right well all of their friends are this or all of their friends are that and you know if you if you follow me on instagram you'll you'll see that i post quite frequently about um who's going to parent your kid right you or the parents of every other kid right um and so so i i say a couple of things to parents who kind of say to me like what are some what are some basic rules right that i should have in place one of the things that i say is really be thoughtful about the age at which you introduce kids to social media, right? What age do you think that that's a good age? So I I personally always recommend, I honestly don't see any reason that a kid in elementary school should be on social media. Here's the thing. I want all of us to stop and think for a second, how challenging social media is for us as grown adults, right? There are times when you know, you're scrolling through and you're looking, you're like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh my gosh, she's so thin. Oh my God, right? All of the messaging that we get, And we internalize that even as adults, and we have to force ourselves with our fully developed brains to hold on a second, like that's not real, we have to remind ourselves. So imagine taking that same environment and handing it over to your kid whose brain isn't fully developed, right? Right. So the younger you introduce it, frankly, the younger at which you are kind of forcing them almost out of their childhood, right? I say to parents all the time, let your kids be kids. The moment you introduce social media, is the moment at which you are starting to put them into an adult world, even with all the controls, even with the fact that they're only following people you approve, like there's so many great boundaries you can put in place. But the fact is the first time you do it, you are taking a step away from their childhood. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you ready for that? Are they ready for that? Um, and so I always recommend the earliest I would say is older L- or older middle school. Like I I think the ideal age, is about twelve to thirteen, and in that time, then it has to include you doing all the things along with it, right? You set up the joint account. You're the person who approves who they can follow and can't follow, and people who can follow them. You you put all the protections in place that are there. Um, but I would encourage you to consider that they don't need to be in that world.
0: You need social media. They're at school or they're yeah. in sports or activities where that's, or they need to get somewhere where there's a socialization because you have to have those human interactions, our social skills. I mean, the social skills that everyone is creating. I mean, you go to dinner and things, everyone's on their phones. Like I've now personally, like after now I watch, I wear and I watch. Yeah, And I like to track my stuff, but to be completely honest, the reason why I wear it is to ping my phone (laughs) because I leave it or my child has started to take it and, um, check the weather. She's obsessed with checking the weather. (laughs) And so she she just goes, I just want to check the weather. I don't, it's anxiety or she might want to be a weather person who knows, but, um, I'm like, ping, 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 where's my phone? That's why I really yeah. want my watch. And so um, when I sit down at night and I know my kids are asleep and there's nothing pending, I put my phone down, which also helps me not like, I want to Google this when I'm yes. you know, going off in space when I'm watching TV to wind down, but also my watch isn't pinging and buzzing. I take it yeah. off. I'm like, I-, I just, I put it away. I put it to the side next to my phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's> so, exactly. <laughs> Cause if I can find my, my watch, but, um, it's just one of those that. things that you have to be conscious and t- t- turn it off because you feel almost naked. It's like an extension of us It is because we're always yeah. so dependent on it. And it's like a little computer. And if you don't know, you'll just ask the, I don't want to say her name because I don't need her coming oh, yeah. on the podcast, okay. but she's around and you ask yeah. her the questions and so exactly. and all the things. So there's information places where you can go and yes, everything is very beneficial, but, um. Where it's where this conversation is taking me, it's like real fire, like deep inside, because my kid's dad and I have been battling about getting the kids a phone and I don't agree that there should be a phone at all because. They're not at the age where they will not be with an adult. So there's yep. no reason why if there's a phone or they need to use it or call one of us, like they can't use one of our phones yeah. or a sitter's phone. I've looked into watches. I was even okay with a flip phone right, with two buttons. Like yep. I would have been all right with that too. Well, you know, all in all, without getting nitty gritty, no matter what I said, he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. Um, so he- them an iPhone. Yeah. Very expensive phone. iPhones are not cheap. No. Um, I was not, was not happy. Um, didn't want to get the lawyers involved. Did I kind of lost the battle and they were like, yeah. well, you know, he can buy them the phone, but you don't have to let them use it. But then you got into the whole, there's a whole another situation with the, oh, it's so hard. but it's like, Now they're going to bring this phone home and now I'm going to have to take it and put it away. It's just an extra thing to do, but it's my house, my rules, whatever. They now know that they can't use it, but I feared that they would be, once they get exposed to the phone, they're like, they want to play pretend, or if it's a real thing, they can actually like use it Yeah, because they get to play with it over there. They text Their dad, or they call each other and they think it's fun and it's not a toy, it's a tool. Exactly. And when they come here, it's like, guys, you don't need that. And yeah. well, you can use it when you do call your dad, use the phone. Great. But I'm putting it away. I don't want you on it. And in, sometimes it's being viewed as like controlling them yeah. talking. And it's like, it's not about controlling them speaking to their dad, it's about controlling and limiting their time on a device. Absolutely. I don't want them on it all the yep. time. And an iPhone. So just because you think you're taking everything off, right? Right. I'm a pretty savvy person on digital, right? Yeah. You found, you, you've taken my social media Absolutely. thing. Like I'm pretty good. It took me quite a while to dig into that phone and turn every single thing off, going into settings of a setting of a setting yep. and turning them off. You can't delete. And I haven't Googled this yet. I'm sure there's a way I can't delete the Safari app off right. the actual phone. I can take yep. it off the home page, but it's still accessible. And so it's like giving them an iPhone opens it all up. Like there's no yeah. Apple ID on there. There's like, I turned off all the other things. Yeah. But when they're like, I want a text message, I'm like, I deleted the text message app, but yeah. you can't really delete them because they're native to Apple. Yeah. So exactly. unless you have some tips and tricks, I mean, well,
1: it's it's, it's an, yeah. it all ties into you're right. There's a co-parenting conversation that we could have again yeah, <laughs> later on, right? It's a whole other whole other thing, and it is it's challenging, right? Because you you are going to have difference opinion difference of opinions, but part of I think the thing that to establish early on, and you've done it, is we're going to all have to just be okay with the fact that there are going to be different rules. Which, by the way, doesn't it's not different than, for example, if You know, your kids go to a sleepover at someone else's house, right? My message to my kids was always our rules apply everywhere. So if you make a choice over there or that parent says something that is okay that you know that I say is not okay, you're going to still be held accountable for that, right? It's not different. It's a very similar kind of a thing. So a, a couple of things I would suggest there. First off, I think it's powerful and wonderful that you're already introducing that idea that we're going to parent different and it's going to be different and we're all going to have to learn to be okay with that. So when you're here, the phones are going to go away, right? Because you don't need them. And, and, and I, we're just not going to spend our time in that way. The other thing that I do, um, I suggest with parents is once that even once they do give the kids their devices, that you know a phone in a kid in the hands of a kid that young is no different than having them being on a computer right and remember again the mantra from when um gosh probably again about 15 years ago before phones could do everything they could do now was listen you should never let your kid have a computer in their bedroom that's incredibly unsafe right for them to have that kind of access to the internet and not have any adult supervision of it is really unsafe so the phone, for example, in my mind, is something that as your kids get older and you decide they are at an age where, okay, I'm going to let them have it, they should be using only in front of you. There's no reason that young kids should have a device in their room behind a closed door
0: by themselves. They said you put it in like a, you're supposed to put it in a community space, right? where Absolutely. It, you can, Of course. You have privacy, but it's still yeah. viewable. Right? That's exactly right. That's exactly, and as they get older,
1: it changes, right? So the as they start to get a little bit older, then so too will the parameters that you give them around their devices and around social media, right? So, so when kids hit the teenage years, one of the things that I suggest to parents is give some consideration to the fact that your kid doesn't need their phone 24-7, right? If they have their device on them 24-7, that means 24-7 they're having messages and information inputted to them. You talked a few minutes ago about deliberately taking off your watch, taking off your or putting your phone aside because you know if they're in your hands or in your immediate space you're going to be distracted by them again I'm going to remind everybody you have a fully developed brain our teenagers do not right their brains aren't fully developed until they're almost 21 years old so so even with our youngest we have our, our youngest is 15 now even with our youngest her phone comes to us by about 10 o'clock at night when she's with us she splits her time between our households but when she's here she knows and her friend's no, by the way, that oh she's at yeah. her dad. The so <laughs> phone goes away at ten o'clock, and that's okay, right? And it goes away because I really we really strongly believe she needs a break, right? Remember when we came home from school, right? Yes, we had our hard our landline phone, but when we came home from school, for the most part, any drama that was happening at school, etc., got left there. Yeah, because we came home and we that was it. We didn't now it follows them 24 seven. And the only way to give them a break is to make it happen intentionally. So taking that phone away and putting it either in community space. And for us, our kids phones have always come to our room at night because teenagers aren't stupid, right? If they really want to use a phone at 1am, guess what? They're going down to the kitchen and getting it off the charger. Right. And again, not because they're sneaky or bad, but because
0: that's what teenagers do, right? Impulse control. They don't have the impulse control that we have. Like my my son, so I have to, I have to pack it to go to school with them, to go the mm-hmm. to their dads. It's an yeah. extra thing for me. I knew it would be an issue, right? So yeah. I put it in the backpack. Da, da da da. I get a message, of course, same day. Hey, your son was using the phone and the you know talking what? to their dad. Now they right. weren't talking to anybody else because there's no phone numbers in it. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm thinking, well how long were these calls? Because like their dad should be telling him to go back to class exactly. or you know whatever. But it's like, if we didn't have the phone in the first place, the temptation wouldn't have been there and he can't help it. He's nine. Yeah. Like yeah. it's there. And I took lots of child like development classes. They don't, they just can't help it. Like yeah. they know it's wrong, but they just can't help it. Like even yeah. like the marker and they want to take it to the wall and they're like, no, I shouldn't, but they just can't do it and so it's yes you can get upset but they there's still a child piece to it it forces like you said the adult thing on them because I have noticed too like when I'm hiring help for my kids they're young adults they're 16 17 18 yeah the phone conversation has to always happen and it's I don't it's been a while since I've hired someone young and I actually just recently did And she is on her phone all the time and she's texting her friends. Now she's 17. If it's her parents, I'm like, if that's your parents, cool. Like I get it. But if it's your friends and you're at work, you're at work, whether you're in a household or not. And the fact that I have to have the conversation, they always understand and know when I say it, but we didn't have that working. Like that it's a whole nother thing that they're tied to. Now you have to have that extra layer of conversation and then it's like, you go to the extreme where you're like, I don't want you on your phone when you're here. But then it's yeah. like, when I'm not here, I want you to have it. Because if I call you, I want to be able to be yep. able to reach you. Right. Yeah. And so it's like a delicate balance. And it's like, oh, I didn't really realize I was on my phone that much. It's like, yeah. because it's just habit.
1: Right. Because you, you don't even, don't even know. Yeah.
0: They it's, it's like, an, it.
1: like you said, it's an extension of your body. I like how you frame that delicate balance. And I think that, you know, all of those things are so important and again, it speaks to what we kind of where we started Heather with the fact that it's a different world now, right like we can't think about parenting our kids and base it on our experience when we were growing up because they're in a completely different world and these are all the dynamics all the different things that we're talking about today are all a part of that, right um and and for me, what I worry about is that if we're not thoughtful and intentional and certainly if we cave to the pressure of well other people are and again, Whole other conversation about you know who's going to parent your kids you or other people um, and and ha- and how do we model being independent thinkers versus being group thinkers which is what that would suggest um, but but again it's that idea that the more access we give them the earlier then the more steps away they're taking away from, they're taking rather away from being a child right just being a straight up kid and I will I, you know I gotta at least say this one time in this conversation and that is that there's so much research that shows the impact of social media on young people. Um, And there's none that says it's good, right? I mean, certainly, again, it has its learning opportunities, like you said, but in general, most kids struggle because of the impact of social media. And, And that's not the fault of social media, right? We know what it is, we know where they're going and what that space is gonna look like. That rests on us as parents then to decide when is the appropriate time, when are they ready? And by the way, you asked me earlier, you know, so what's the appropriate age? And I said, you know, 12 or 13 to start to introduce them in very limited ways. But let me give you a caveat. And that is, if your child is ready, every 12 and 13 year old isn't at the exact same developmental point. So please don't say, oh, well, they said 12 or 13. So here you go, right? Because there are some things to put in place, right? It's important early on to, to work, uh, to have a relationship with your kiddos where they know that you have certain criteria you expect them to meet to be able to do A, B, and C when they meet it, then they get that privilege. Social media shouldn't be any different. So if you're, um, you know, already struggling in school, or if you're already making lots of bad choices or all those things, then we might be waiting a little bit longer because that tells me that your brain development is a little bit different than the next person. And we're going to wait until you're ready, whatever they, whatever age that looks like. Right.
0: Yeah. It's so funny funny because, um, as we're talking, I just looked at my phone, and I have three text messages from my kids from the stinking <laughs> phone that they have with their dad, and I'm like, "Exactly what I didn't want because I don't want you texting." Like it, it they can't help it. Exactly, it, and it's also something that's being used as like, I get it's like a fun piece, right? Like yes. when they want to like, my son likes to like loves dinosaurs and things, so I put the app on my phone. So if you want to play the game, you can play it on my phone, but you're not going to be able to play for very long because I'm going to need my phone in about 10 minutes. Exactly. And I like the fact that there are timers on there that you can, like, it literally will tell you like your time's up or you've already used your time. Like you can do it for an hour. Those settings are in there. They are kind of hard to get to though. Apple doesn't make it. And I don't know Android as well, but they don't make it easy to turn them off, but yeah, that's exactly right. You can control quite a bit of it, but it's also, like you said, like making sure that the age it's age appropriate because every kid is different. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 16. Um, yeah. And then we're talking about Nokia blocks. Like we're still texting. Oh, yeah. through the Like you have to click the three, three times to get the letter you want. Like we're talking, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, oh, I love that thing. I think it was great. It didn't have a camera. And so that's another thing too, with these phones and, and this technology is everything's got cameras, everything's got microphones, everything's got a link to this or that, which is, oh gosh, yeah, oh. that's exactly right. Right. And so, um, I got one at 16 cause I got a car and it's like, my mom's like, you get one cause you get a car, you need it. And my sister got one when she was 15 she's a year younger than me because she needs to call me for a ride. Oh my God. Like, and I was like, well, I'm 16. And she's like, well, she needs it because what if she needs to call you to come get her? And I get it. But that's the reason why not everything's the same. My friends had cell phones, 12, 13, 14, but they were riding the bus. They were walking to school. Those are really essential things where I think, um, come into play. If your kids walk into school and you need to be able to talk to them or track them, absolutely. You don't have to get them phones that have a lot of bells and whistles. That's exactly right. I like the GPS because I like to know where my kids are, but at the end of the day, that's also playing with fire because you can tap into it. Someone else can tap into it. So it's a scary world out there,
1: right? It's completely scary. And again, I really appreciate how you capture all that. You're also making me realize that I'm much older than you than I thought And I say that that because I was probably, let's see, 28 or 29 before cell phones were a really big thing. And so I I mean, I you know, so I I grew up in an era where there weren't cell phones. And even, um, you know, depending, like, again, we have six kids, and you know, they haven't all grown up together the whole time. But um, my two girls before my um, husband and I were married, like, they they started with a flip phone. And by the time the second one got it, it was being held together by duct tape. Right. And it right. was because it was like, like you said, like they, they need very little access. But honestly, they they look back on that now as young women in their 20s. And they say, you know, OK, yes, they hated it. Of course, they hated it. But they also understand that as a result of it, they just think differently about those things than some of their friends who were just, like you're saying, like, well, like right now with our 15-year-old who are just handed, right? Here's the newest iPhone. Here's, which by the way, like, can you imagine that we're giving our kids things that cost a $1,000? Well, it's a whole thing. It's right? like, why would you give right?
0: my nine-year-old or my five-year-old or my seven-year-old a cell phone? Cause that was the thing. It's like, okay, yeah. I understand the phone. I understand you want to, I get it. I yeah. get the yeah. concept. But an iPhone that I don't want to get held responsible because the individual that I am dealing with, I don't want to, then they drop it because they're fighting over it or accidents happen. And then I'm held responsible for this very expensive phone that I didn't want in the first place. And so it's like, I want to make sure that I'm not legally bound to replace it because you get it. I mean, I just dropped mine. i got a crack through it. And it's because it's got a screen protector, but it, those things are very expensive. And it's like, yeah. don't give a kid a, like a very expensive thing right. to break
1: because if you, it's, don't want, if you don't want them to, if you can't tolerate it being broken, do not make them responsible for it. Right. Because even in the toilet, to
0: exactly Feel something on it, like a million things, a million, a million things. things. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it, it's just one of those things where you, people don't, some people don't think, and I'm not talking about, you know, no, um, no, going into you know, my like, own personal yeah. stuff here, but like, Common sense wise, there's options if there if you want to do social media or there's parental controls for a lot of the things I do wish that the parental controls will get a little bit more.
1: I think they uh, will. Yeah. Specific. It'll get easier. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like we have Alexa's I was just on there because they want to be able to call specific yeah. people. And yeah. so it's like, if you, because they don't have their phone, I was like, you can call, but I just was messing with it the other day. I can designate the favorites and they can only call these people, so there's lots of ways that it's coming, which is yeah, yeah, um, it is.
1: it's getting yeah. there. And there, are, I mean, there are a lot of other um apps and stuff out there too that will track everything that your kids do across them, etc. Especially with the texting piece, Heather, that you just said. Um, you know, as whenever you decide that your kiddo is going to get that device, right, and they're going to be walking around with it, it's so critical for parents to be checking those things, right? And so what I mean by that is on a routine basis. And when your kid is young, I do it with them. And as they get older, you're doing it with them sometimes, sometimes not to be checking those things, right? It, it, your, your kid could have, by the time they're teenagers, there are 27 different messaging apps, right, that they can be in. And it's important for you to be in there sometimes just checking those text messages, checking those messaging apps. Are is there anything going on that you should be concerned about? Is there, and, and again, that goes back to what we talked about earlier about trust. But with teenagers, again, what I say over and over again is trust but verify, right? Their brains are wired right now at this age to try all the things. That's their that their brain right now says try it all do it all experiment with everything. Our role as parents is to not create the opportunity for them to be upset uh, unsafe, and we create the opportunity when we when we basically don't follow what they're doing, we don't track what they're doing, we don't see what's happening in their lives. And so my our, my kids know that right. They know that we're going to be in conflict right now. And that's okay. Your brain wants you to try all the things. My job is to make sure you're safe. And so sometimes that means you're going to get no, and you're not going to be able to do some things. And other times that means we're going to help you experiment in a way that's safe or whatever it is. But um, I just think that's so important for parents to rem- remind themselves of. And I think it's great to be open with teens about that, right? We're going to be in conflict right now, probably for the next few years, but that's okay, right? We're As long as we know where we're all coming from, it's going to be fine. You can tell
0: Uh, the reaction because you want them to be able to feel like they can come to you when something might be off or know that when mom or dad grabs the phone to check the thing, if there's something on there, I mean, I'm talking not like crazy, like not finding crazy photos on some, going to some Nigerian prince or something, (laughs) but like something that's just like concerning or might just maybe raise a parent flag we could be able to come to them calmly and exactly. ask the right questions so they don't feel attacked or yeah. we're not taking something out of context cuz that so much happens especially over like texting and things yep. and making sure that we're just like giving them a chance yeah to that's it
1: that's it i love it, that right? i love that and the way i you you just posed it so beautifully and one of the things that i get a lot of really great feedback on uh, my social media posts is when I put scripts in, in captions. And I say, here's how you could have the conversation. Because so often as parents, we just struggle with how do I talk to my kid about- lying, Oh my God, so much. Right, so much. and this you just gave a really great example. So when I find like, um you know, a, a, a good example is like finding something on their phone that I can tell they're talking to somebody they don't know. And so I don't come and go, why are you talking to strangers on your phone? Instead I say, tell me about blah, blah, blah. Because I you know, I took a look and I saw that. What is that? And then I let them tell me, right? To your point, give the context. And it's always in a way that never results in you're in trouble, but more of this is the way we're helping you use this responsibly, right? Um, and so that approach that you just indicated is so important.
0: And how great of a resource is that for our listeners is so when you give those scripts, because that's that is something that you're always going to struggle with. I'm okay. in the younger younger time like young kids but yeah. and I have a lot of hard I've had over the last year and a half had to have some very hard conversations with them and okay. I've noticed that like you always have to tell the truth because they they can sniff it out they know okay. and you also don't want to overreact on something because then they won't they'll go completely the opposite direction and then do like an all or nothing okay. and so really learning and having uh, a lot of a lot of Therapy, a lot of uh, experts that I have to you know, coach with that um, asking how to approach it or what are the words that we should be using yeah. because it's all like a skill and an art, and we all struggle. Because my oldest came like with the Santa like question in the car in front oh. of my other two, oh. mom and dad or mom, <laughs> Santa real my friend. I'm like, what? She's like my friend says it's the parents, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> in the car. And I'm not sure why they would say that, but no, 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 son. Like that's, but like those, like, then I said to myself, like, what, how am I going to have that conversation? There's no, like, I'm going to find a script. I'm going to go online and search. So what a great tool to have for people to be able to at least start conversations with their children Yeah, because you just don't want to F it
1: up. <laughs> that's exactly right. And I have the benefit of having had lots of those conversations and supported lots of families. And it is one, of, I'm so glad we're talking about this because it is one of the things that, as I think in terms of growing this uh, resource in, in the 23, you know, 2023 year, that's one of the first things that I'm going to do is create a written resource, which is just like a series of scripts, right. That folks can go to for those kinds of things. By the way, I always told my kids, Santa is the spirit of Christmas. And as long as you believe in Santa, you get Santa gifts. And when you don't believe in Santa, then you don't get Santa gifts. Cause they always got Santa gifts and mom and dad gifts. So, um, I have kids who are 25, 26, 30. I've never said the words. There's no Santa to them because Santa is the spirit of Christmas. And that's how we've always. I
0: all- love that. Thank you. You're that just welcome. my Google experience, <laughs> you know, you know, cause I think that's great because I, same thing. I do Santa presents and we do, and my sister and I were, you know, mid to thirties. Like and my yep. sister is still to this day when we do it and she I, I won't reveal her age. I don't care about my age. I'm going to be 38 in January. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of not like that, but my sister is very much like, we always knew like Santa always had the same, pre- like, yeah. like we just, yeah. you know, but she's like, I want like, where's Santa present? So she's still 36 years old, 37. They all, they
1: all still get Santa gifts and they all still get gifts from us. And we still have Santa drop off their Christmas pajamas Christmas Eve on the front porch, right? Doesn't matter what age they are. So you know, it's all that fun stuff. But so, so there's so much more I know. Um, but I think that, you know, I love that we're getting at some of the kind of big things about like how we just support our kids and how we talk with our kids, et cetera. Um, because that's, that's kind of what it's all about, right? How we do that from early on. And I love that you can talk about it right now at the age that your kids are in elementary school. And I can reflect on it as they get older and and even, you know, we can take that even to, into adulthood.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think we all struggle. It's and and when all this technology and social media are coming, I got like Facebook came and when I was in college and it was just for college students. And so there's so many learning curves that we're experiencing. So we have yes. to learn it with them and they yeah. just get it so quickly because that's just what they've been brought up with. So, that's, that's um, much. I really appreciate this uh, very candid conversation, Janice, um, tell awesome. the listeners where we can find you and a little bit more about this resource. And then, yeah. um, I, I strongly recommend everyone to go follow Janice and, and check out your stuff. You're awesome.
1: Well, I'm in the early stages, like I said, so of course I'm on Instagram at Janice MK. So you can go find me there. I'm also on TikTok and I'm on Facebook. Um, under that same name but instagram is where i really do all the primary posting about this kind of stuff and yeah it's like i'm I'm in that what i love about having this chance to talk with you right now heather is that this is my first year of all i'm doing is creating content and just putting content out there and really kind of getting an idea of what sticks um, and I'm doing some informal parent coaching with a few folks that I know on the side. But um, but next year, like I said, the goal is to bump that up and to start to offer some series. I'm thinking about your boot camp that you did, but um, a series of like six week sessions that parents can hop on a Zoom call for an hour a week for six weeks, and we cover some of these big topics um, just to help them take some broad ideas away, and then couple it with that resource that I talked about. So so we're ta- you're catching me right now. I don't even have a website yet for this, but it's all coming um, because there's no question that I. I've tapped into the sweet spot of my expertise and of the thing I'm passionate about, right? So, um, I'm really excited to bring this to your folks. So, follow me for now, just go ahead and follow me on social media. And, and I will say this anytime, um, you have something that you'd like me to uh respond to or to post about, please send it to me and message it to me because then I'll just do exactly that, right? I'll make a reel or a post or whatever about it and um and share it with the world. So, yeah,
0: looking forward to that. Yeah, well, you just opened up that can of worms for me because well, <laughs> I so I, I think that parenting coaching guy, there's there's such thing. Like I I have to use a parenting coach. Yeah. Every other week, I speak to one um, Good. to handle the delicate balance between the dynamic between me yeah. and my ex husband. I talk to her. She's also a licensed therapist and all these things, Got but it. it's. I bring the issues that I encounter for the last two weeks and I bring them to her and I say, all right, this is what we're, what's going on right now. This is how I responded. What did I do it right? Is there something I can change for next time or, Hey, I've got this going on. How should I approach it? And I get to hear it and hear her and she can either give me good feedback by saying you did exactly what you're supposed to do. This is what you did. Maybe next time just add this. Yeah. It's really helpful because It's not like you're getting judged because we have no idea what we're doing, especially when the first time things happen, you just want to do it in the less damaging way possible because it, you can build upon that and you don't want to feel parents already are under enough pressure already. And so it's just to take away that. So parenting coaching and parenting resources, I think are um, essential and especially with this ever-growing world. Well,
1: and let me give you three really quick questions. Like I, I've had a lot, you know, I have parents, you just open the door to this idea of like, if I, am I doing it right? Am I could, How could I do it better, et cetera? And so when I talk to parents about boundaries, that's always the thing that people struggle with, right? What should be the boundaries? What can my kids, what, what can they do not do? I say you should consider three questions. Um, when I say no, does my kid listen? Right, or do they keep asking over and over again? Huh. Because that's a sign. If they do, that's a sign that you have actually taught them that know me. Jess, um, does my my kid or my teen know what to expect with respect to consequences, or are they used to me making them up as I go along? Usually, when I'm mad, right? So I'm just kind of whipping them off the top of my head. Um, and if asked, can my kid or my teen tell another adult or friend the rules of our house? So if you say no to any of those, those are things that we should be reflecting on and maybe kind of circling back. There's some work that we could do. And of course, I'm happy to help folks with that.
0: Yeah, those, those are great. Those are yeah. absolutely wonderful. I already know I got one <laughs> of them down. I already know my issue is just boundaries. It's just setting boundaries. And it's yeah. also about like being spent at the end of the day. And if you really want to enforce Amen. them, because it's just exhausting exactly right. yeah. after a long day of work and a long day. This, and finally, you're just like. I have no more energy to tell you no yeah. when you're gonna wear my ass down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. exactly it's not saying. like we're not <laughs> trying to be consistent because <laughs> that's the goal. But sometimes you just like, fine. Just do it. Yeah. Like if you yep. wear me down enough or in public, like, yeah, I don't want to do yep. my mouth on the middle of the, you know, I so. remember
1: vividly having this, fr- this conversation with a girlfriend a million years ago when our kids were in elementary school and she, we were all hanging out together. And she looked at me at some point it, because our kids had come up to ask if they could do blank, whatever it was. And, um, and I said no and explained why to my kid. And she said no to her kid. And then her kid kept coming back and come back. And she finally looked at me and she's like, why does your kid like your kid's not coming back? Like, why? How do you get them to accept no? And it, then it became this really big conversation about because they know that it means no, right? And here's how they know because here's what we've done along the way. So, um, yeah, I always love having those kinds of conversations.
0: Oh yeah, well we'll have yep. to have you back on for that one because that's, that's a hard That'd one. That's a hard one for me. Okay. I know. Just and also that I mean, there's some there's some background there as well and why I could never it's say awesome. no and all these things. It's but- Always complex. Then making like reversing a habit and yep. a certain a survival mechanism yep. that we use now that they've known that because that's what I had to do just then now yep. it's like whole new environment a whole new set of rules trying to ring them in and undo absolutely. something woo yep. super yep. fun super that's fun exactly so right well I appreciate your time and thank you so oh much
1: gosh, this has been and, so fun thank you for having me this is great I'm looking forward to uh to a future conversation
0: absolutely we'll have many conversations. But, um, for love sure. It. And, um, listeners, please go and check out Janice case on all of her social media platforms. She's lovely. She's got lots and lots of great tips. We will definitely be having her back for more and more things. And please, we love feedback. Janice, myself, like come reach out, tell us what you liked about the conversation, what we wanted to hear more about. We would love it. So, um, thank you again for being here and thank you for My listening pleasure. to another episode of the chaos cookies podcast. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See you all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.